What is going on? My name is Taylor and this podcast is called Who Knows because who really does? This project was brought to life in an effort to create a space where it is okay to be confused. We all have questions, fears, and uncertainties that try to stop us from living. By talking to people with different perspectives, we can work to find the commonalities and differences that allow us to understand that not everyone has it all figured out, and that's okay. You get to create your own normal, because normal is bullshit. Hello, here we are. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, I hope everybody had a relaxing holiday season. It feels so weird to look into my living room and no longer see my beautiful tree. This episode, we're going to be talking about the concept of gender, specifically more on the side of transgender since my guest is trans. Transgender and gender as a whole are something that I've always been aware of, but I feel like when I met Sugar, who is my guest, I started really opening my eyes um, to the understanding of the trans community and how important it is to respect the gender that the individuals identify as. And there are just a lot of things that I hadn't come into contact with very often, so I wasn't aware of them. But I am learning so much, still learning, and especially uh, with the help of the guests of this episode. So yeah, his name is Sugar, and we met through the Disney Instagram community, more specifically at the Levi's in Disney Springs, where he used to work. Uh, He works for Levi's as a tailor now in Texas, and also has his own small business doing custom chain stitch embroidery, patches, and more. That's what his business card says. (laughs) Uh, We don't get to see each other much, but with the power of the internet, we're able to stay in touch as much as we can. And he was so awesome enough to do this interview from Texas, our first remote interview. Yeah. So here's a conversation between someone who's transgender and someone who's cisgender. Tell me how you got to this place in your life and realized that you wanted to be sugar and you wanted to be you the way that you are now um, as a man. How, how, did you, how did that come about? I guess in high school, first when I really started learning, you know, you're going through all these changes, your body, physically, sexually. And I, that's when you, I first, you know, had my Tumblr and learned about all these things that, you know, they don't tell you in school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. And I never really thought I would connect it to any of the things I was feeling. I was just like, they were just tools to help me be a better person to other people until I started feeling, you know, the more accomplished I get, I got, I guess I felt like farther away from myself, which is like not what's supposed to happen. You know, like I've got a good love life, you know, my fiance and everything, but it's just like, the more I feel like I accomplished, like the less me I felt back in high school, you know, I cut my hair short and that was, that was uh, fulfilling for a while. Um, in high school, after I graduated, I started dyeing my hair, you know, and I felt okay for a while. That's when I started sewing too. And then I felt okay for a while, but these feelings, they always just kept coming back. I moved to Disney world and I felt okay for a while. I got my job as, you know, the chain stitcher. And then I felt okay for a while. And really it's been, if I had to put like an exact marking date on it, it's been about three years in the making of this exact journey to where I am now. That's amazing to hear, honestly, that you're like, 
I that you were going through all of that stuff and you're like, there's just there's something. There's just something that's not there. And like you're you're getting everything you want and you're like going through all that success and you're still like, there's something there. And would you say that is what that because one of the questions that I asked was, um, when did you first become aware of gender and like gender roles and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Is that is that kind of when you started being like maybe I'm not the girl that I was born as, or I have absolutely no interest in being this woman that everybody thinks that I'm supposed to be because that's how I was born. I really think that did kind of play a part in it. Yeah. I don't know. If you ask anybody in my family, I have five little sisters. I'm I'm the oldest child. There's always like, you know, that statistic that, you know, one out of so many people is gay. And I always made the joke, you know, one of us is the gay one. And they're like, Danae, it's you. You're the gay one. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm the gay one. It's me. And I, you know what? When they said that to me, I think that was kind of my realization was like, oh my God, it's me. Because I was just trying to peg it on somebody else. I feel like everyone is taught you know, like these, this is what girls do. This is what boys do. Like, that's kind of like the thing that everybody learns. But I feel like when I was in middle school, that's like really when I like when I remember being like, oh, this is like, this is boy, this is girl. And like, I kind of like that's around the time obviously when I discovered Tumblr too because that's like when when I was in middle school I not I wore boys clothes like that's what I wanted to wear and all of the girls in school that wore like Abercrombie and all that crap were like oh my god you're a boy and I'm like what like no I just like to wear these clothes but like they were so adamant about like being like you're a boy and I'm like what I just like to wear these clothes and like they're so quick to do it yeah yeah it's just natural to be like boy because you have on dickies and a band t-shirt and converse and a beanie like those are boy things so like you must be a boy and then there were other times where if I ever dressed if I ever wore a skirt or anything like that it was like the whole world was ending like whoa you're wearing a skirt oh my gosh and I'm like yeah like and I mean I didn't really uh, ha- I I won't say that I didn't have a lot of friends in middle school, but like I I was cool with getting attention and be and like people saying, "Oh, look at you! You're wearing a skirt." I'm like, "Okay, cool. This is fine." But like now that I look back on it, I'm like, "That was so like ridiculous," and I don't understand why that had to be a thing. And do you think that there was like one? Was there ever one defining moment or like? one thing that happened in your life where you were like, that's what it is. I was not meant to be in this woman's body. I really don't think there was any one thing. Cause like I said, it was just one slow journey of no, this isn't, this isn't, this doesn't feel right. This isn't me. And then I would change something and I would still be like, okay, this is better, but it's still not me. And did you just one day realize like, Oh, okay. I'm like, I feel like I'm a man, so that's what I want to do. Kind of. It was. It just like, and I have other trans friends. I have lots of non-binary friends, and I was always there to support them, but I never really like 
felt like that was me until it like clicked that, you know, it was. Yeah. I meant to ask you, when we when we met the very first time, were you at the point then where you were identifying as a man or were you still because I just I was like, oh, like girl, like just because I'll be honest, when I met you, you're the first trans friend that I've ever had. (laughs) And so once we met, that was the time where I was like, okay, like, I'm going to learn about this. And this is going to be something that that's important to me because I care about my friend and I want to make sure that that I know about this and I know what's going on. And now that since we've met, I don't do that with anyone where I'm like, oh, you're obviously this, you're obviously that, unless they specifically say it. But when we when we met, where were you at? But I was definitely somewhere in like the non-binary uh, binary spectrum, probably leaning more towards, you know, masculine. This is an interesting question. Um, that I'm really curious to hear your answer on. Um, how do you define man or woman? Uh, it's so it's so difficult to answer. Well, to, well, if it helps at all, I can tell you what I said. I said that when we met was when I really started being exposed to like transgender and non non binary and things like that. That was when I re- I knew what it was, but that was the first my first real interaction with that concept and knowing somebody who was going through that journey. And you know this because I've said it and I've beat myself up about it and texted you so many times about it. The hardest part is not that's a man. It's literally the word she and he. Mm-hmm. That is the hardest part for me is I still all the time, every time I look at you, I'm like, he, 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 not because I don't want to call you that, but because when I first met you, I wasn't in that mindset where I'm like, oh, I'm not going to assume what this person is. I was just like, oh, that's a she, because that's where my knowledge was at that point. And so I think that for me, there's not really anything that defines man or woman to me it's honestly just that society is so hung up on those pronouns that that becomes the most difficult part for me at least Mm -hmm. I've always been aware of like gender pronouns and being polite towards you know my non-binary friends so I've always been more reluctant to use he and she. And unless I know a person personally, I kind of refer to everyone as, you know, like they until they tell me otherwise. But how do you define man and woman is really a tough question because a lot of people will bring up the, you know, gender versus sex argument where, you know, sex is, do you have a penis or do you have a vagina? And gender is more of like, what you mentally feel on the scale. And I don't think any combination of either of those things makes you strictly a man or a woman. It's just a hard question to to answer, definitely. But I think if, if you feel like a man, then you're a man. What makes you feel like a man? Uh, what makes me feel like a man? Uh, when I can open pickle jars by myself, uh, my hair in the morning, uh, my sweet abs that I don't have yet, but I'm gonna, I'm working on it. Good. <laughs> I don't know. It's that's another hard question to answer. It's just something, like I said, on my journey, I've changed things and I felt okay. And right now I'm making this change 
And it makes me feel okay. And every time I think about, you know, I'm taking this step on my journey, I feel a little less out of place. That's good. I mean, that's ultimately the place that we all want to feel less out of place in this crazy life that we all are living in. So I have another question. And you can just be like, I don't want to talk about this. So you are engaged. Yes. So can you tell me a little bit about your journey, your personal journey, and how that affected your relationship? Well, me and my fiance, Carney, have been together for six years now, engaged for two. As soon as I met Carney, we met at an anime convention and like that was it. Like we've, we've been together ever since. He moved to Florida with me. Now he's moved here uh, to Texas with me. And he's been my number one supporter every single step of my journey. And I don't think... I could do any any of this without him. I don't think I would be running my own business without him, even though he doesn't help at all. I don't think I could have, you know, moved to Florida without him as my support. I don't think I could have come out if it wasn't for him. But he's also very supportive of my transition and of my uh, new identity. It's really nice to have found that person that is going to stand with me because they love me for me, not, you know, just my genitals. That's amazing. So, so Carney is amazing and he's this really awesome guy in your life. You tell him that you're going through this journey and he's completely supportive about it. How did that change your relationship if it changed it at all? I mean, if anything, going through any sort of adversity and coming out on top with your partner just automatically makes your relationship stronger. And I think every time he's stepped up to the plate that I've ultimately, you know, put him at, he's come out like a shining star. And I really don't think it affected our relationship that much, except for he, (laughs) he told me I had to start going to the gym. Cause you know, once I start on that tea, I'm gonna have a lot of energy to do things with. And he doesn't want me to take it out on him. (laughs) I don't know happen or not but you know i definitely want to hit up the gym and he'll says he says he'll go to the gym with me that's awesome see yeah like like supportive in every way which i know and he never makes it like really about the issue or anything he doesn't make it like awkward or anything he just says hey you know let's let's go do this and he really just he always knows what to say and he's he's so sweet and i love him so much obviously one of the main things with gender and and your and the process of transitioning and stuff like that is there's a lot that goes on with your body mm-hmm. and um have you started taking uh testosterone or doing any of that kind of stuff yet uh not yet but i have you know like i said work gave me all these resources and i have i have appointments made okay that's cool has anything changed at all in your like in your sexual relationship with with carney at all I mean, I'm not going to lie. We're, we're a very sexually active couple. Like we've been together for six years and it's just, you know, we just love each other a lot, but Mm -hmm. I don't think anything has really changed aside from the fact that he has tried to make me feel more masculine. And that's not even just in the bedroom. It's outside of the bedroom too, but inside the bedroom, he does you know, make sure to keep using my correct pronouns. And he tries not to, you know, make me feel awkward about 
the body that I am in that he's currently touching that because that's not going to stay the same. Mm -hmm. He's, he's just very good about, you know, not making it weird. I mean, I guess you couldn't have asked for anything more. That's, that's fantastic. I know he's, he's just so great. Like even in public, he's quicker to correct people about my pronouns than, than I am. Like that's fantastic. Um, speaking of which, can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah. What's, what are some of the challenges that you face on a day-to-day basis with, I mean, I know you've told me about your boss at work that just like does not understand how to like respect people at all, apparently. No, they've gotten better. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, after, after talking to a lot of people, um, on Instagram, my, all my friends, they convinced me that I should, you know, speak up and say something. And I had a really good uh, conversation with my district manager, who's like, you know, in the LGBT community. And he really helped uh, bring some awareness into the workplace. And now my boss, who, you know, I told you about, you know, always misgendering me and everything after I came out. Now my boss actually kicks anyone and I know she's kicking people, literally kicking them. Wow. If they, if they, you know, misgender me. That's amazing. That's so awesome to have that kind of support, especially at your job. It was, it was really good. And then there's somebody like specifically like dedicated to helping me, you know, look up and research within the company, all the resources that I need uh, for my transition, medically speaking. Um, so I have all those resources and a timeline laid out and everything for me. And it just, it feels really good to have that much support. That's good. That's so awesome. I'm glad. I, I hadn't gotten an update on that recently, but I'm glad that it's getting better because you moved all the way out there and <laughs> like got to like your job, especially at Levi's, which you love so much. I know. Much. It's so good. But, you know, that's that's just at work. I guess everyday struggles outside of the home and the workplace, Um there's a lot because, you know, not every day I feel like presenting, you know, even though, you know, this is how I feel. I'm not going to wear a binder every day because it's pretty un- unhealthy to do so. I'm not going to. Sometimes I just want to walk around and uh, I find it really hard to use public restrooms that are, you know, gendered because I'm like, well, which one am I going to go in today? Yeah. But, you know, luckily, you know, my store and every store where I work is all like, literally says like gender neutral restroom. And I'm like, thank goodness I can pee here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's one thing that I always say, I love North Carolina, except for their political agenda. Everything else is great. It's beautiful here, but their political agenda is garbage. Um, with the whole, um, the bathroom issues that they were having. And I don't really know what's going on with that currently, but I can't imagine how difficult that must be. Like, that's something that, that, I've never had to deal with. And I can't even imagine what it's like to just be like, uh, I just have to go to the bathroom and I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. And that must be really frustrating. It is like, if I really have to go, like there's nowhere for me typically. Yeah. So yeah, bathrooms are, I'm sure definitely difficult. Um, is there anything else that you can think of that you deal with on a day-to-day basis that is frustrating aside from, you know, general life? I mean, literally shopping anywhere is difficult because, you know, as soon as you walk in the store, someone greets you and they're like, hey, ma'am. And I'm just like, 
what like please don't <laughs> yeah oh that's you know what I, i'm just now remembering from the like 18 seconds that i worked at gamestop uh that there was a guy that i worked with he was he had to be he's pretty young so he was like hey he was like ma'am or sir or i think i think it was he said ma'am to some to somebody and i i looked at the at their face and i was like oh okay and I didn't I didn't like scold the kid I was like you shouldn't say that I was like you know maybe you shouldn't use ma'am and sir when you're at work and he's like what do you mean and I was like well and I like explained to him that like some people might not identify even though they look like they're a certain gender they might identify as another one and you want to be more aware of that and he was like it was like something he had never he was like oh that's like it was like I was speaking to him in another <laughs> language he was like what like that's a thing and I was like yeah so um, you should think about that but yeah I do find that interesting that like I said like like when I was in middle school like it had to be like like male or female like sir or ma'am or something mm-hmm. like that it's it's understandable, though, most of the population identifies, you know, their gender with their given sex. So most people, you know, that were born, you know, with a vagina eventually identify as a woman. Right. And vice versa. So they're used to it. And it's just that, you know, small percentage of people. So. <sighs> yeah, it's just stuff that society as a whole has to work on, I suppose. Which brings me to another question that I asked, which was, um, how do you feel that society could be more accepting of uh, transgendered, and we can include transgendered, non-binary individuals? Yeah. I mean, in order to do it correctly, you have to include everyone who does not identify with, you know, any specific sort of gender, which is a whole broad spectrum in and of itself, if you look into it. Um, But I think if somebody just says or corrects you and says, could you actually, you know, start calling me, you know, he instead of she, you know, just respect that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like maybe, you know, one or two people you'll meet in your life if you're not in those circles who are going to ask you to do that. And I don't think it's that hard to remember that that one person is not, you know, a man or a woman. <laughs> I really just don't yeah. think it's that hard. Is it scary for you or difficult to correct people? and Or has it gotten easier when you're just like, you know what, like, screw you, like, this is important to me? No, it's very scary. It's very scary all the time, especially here in Texas, where... Yeah. I'm, and I know this is bad because I'm generalizing people and I I don't want to be generalized, so I shouldn't generalize them. Mm-hmm. But everybody in Texas is, you know, has a gun and is Christian and, you know, goes to church on Sunday and they eat black beans on, on New Year's Eve or something. Black, black eyed peas. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of just assume that everyone I correct is going to, you know, be like, what are you talking about? And it's it's always going to be scary, I think, no matter who I talk to, because there's always that chance you're going to get that negative reaction and you're going to get those people who will still call you the wrong pronoun just to spite you and just to make you angry. People actually do yeah. that? Yeah, they do. 
That's horrible. I can't believe that. Well, I guess I, I guess anybody, I guess people are awful. So like, I guess I can believe that. But like some, it's funny because like, I'm not the sweetest person in the world. But for some reason, I like to think that like, I like to, I, I'm so quick to give people the benefit of the doubt and be like, oh, like, you know, like, let's not be mean. But like, everybody's mean. And like, so I I guess I'm not surprised that somebody would do that. But can you think of a time specifically when you did try to correct somebody on your gender and it did go not so great? There's There's been a couple of instances, like I said, you know, at work. Because, you know, everyone at work is getting better, but they have their bad days. But the other day, everyone was having a pretty good day. They were using the correct pronouns, even when talking to customers, like over the phone. Like, it was great. I was having a good day. And then, you know, one of the customers they were talking to on the phone came in for their appointment. And everyone's like, you know, sugar's here. He'll help you. He can, you know, measure your pants. He can take your order. And then as soon as they, as soon as that customer saw me, they just automatically assumed I was a woman. And I tried to correct her and she just kind of like shoved it off and just kept going with her order. And I was like, well, I really don't want to help you anymore, ma'am, but I have to because it's my job. It was just really hurtful that everyone around her was correcting her. I was correcting her and she just still refused to, to, to be respectful to me. Yeah. Like it's not, and that's the thing is like, it's not hard to at least make the very concentrated effort to gender somebody correctly. Like, I won't say that I'm perfect and I always remember and, but I, I'm all, you know, I'm always like, if I ever mess up, I, I'm always really apologetic. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. That was just like really messed up. Like that, but it's not hard to, and especially if everyone around her was calling you by the right. You would just assume that she would also, right? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. This is what we're doing. Like, let's do that. Like, but like, that sounds like deliberately like refusing, like, no, like this is not a thing. And that's just so counterproductive. And like, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I have always wanted to ask this and I feel like it's probably gonna be something really simple, but maybe it's not. Can you tell me where sugar came from? Oh my God. You don't want to know. It's not an exciting answer and I'm really sorry, but it's going to be very disappointing. My first email that I made myself, my mother picked my first email. And then this was the one that I was going to pick all on my own. I was like 11 years old and I was just looking around my kitchen for, you know, what do I want to make this email? I'm going to have it forever. And the email that I picked and uh, I still use to this day is uh, Sugar Plum Toaster. Uh-huh. <laughs> for, for a long time my uh my online username you know was sugar plum toaster before i started like really tailoring and sewing i was into cosplay and i went by sugar plum toaster cosplay and eventually that business kind of grew in of itself and i decided that sugar plum toaster was a really long really obnoxious business name so i kind yeah. of shortened it to include my you know broadened skills to sugar sews and i just called myself sugar 
I mean, that's I. As soon as you said email, I was like, I know where this it's, is it's, going. It's a nickname from when I was eleven. <laughs> I love that. It's amazing. But I feel like also, it's like you were like, oh, this is going to be my email. I'm going to have this forever. And like anyone that I talk to now from the Instagram community is like, oh yeah, sugar, like automatically knows who I'm talking about, knows who you are, and like. Just as I think it's hilarious that that like tiny little 11 year old kid email became like your your identity on Instagram and like kind of your identity a little bit in real life too. like your name. I know. I wish 11 year old me had picked something a little less, you know, sugary because, you know, a lot of people that don't know me and they don't read my goddamn Instagram profile still assume and I mean, it is because generally there are a lot of women in the Instagram Disney community. They just assume that I'm a woman because I have sugar in my name. I'm like, nope, manly man. Oh, do, so do you like that name now then? Or do you just are you just like, oh, it's just a thing that I have now. And that's what I, I, it is. I do like it. Like, I like being called sugar. It's just one of those things on my journey that kind of evolved, you know, like it was a nickname that... I got to pick for myself and I got to give to people. Whereas, I don't know, members of my family still call me my childhood childhood nickname, which I've tried to just kill and obliterate many times over. But this was <laughs> something I got to pick for myself. So I really embrace it. That's awesome. I love it. I'm like, oh, like sugar. <laughs> and I, your, your name in my phone is just sugar, like all caps with the finger guns emojis that I know that you love that you kind of just really, created. Those are my favorite emojis. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things about being friends with you and like whenever, when we were in Disney together, um, I remember, I always remember so vividly uh, you, me <laughs> and Annie being on the people mover and you're just like over there, just like just with your hat on and you're just smiling you're always smiling and you're like this is great I love my life and I just think it's great that even though you face some pretty tough stuff with the with your gender and like having to go through that journey not having to go through it like it's a bad thing but this the challenges that come with going through that journey you are one of the happiest people that I know and I know that you do have your days sometimes but it's just it's so it's so awesome to see you just being you unapologetically and amazingly and it gives me inspiration all the time where I'm like you know if he, if he can get shit done when everyone's trying to call him a her and make his life a living hell I can figure this one thing out in grad <laughs> school like I can figure my things out I really think that you can't go through life with and this is something I learned a long time ago um you know one of my many self discovery journeys is you just you can't go through life with a negative attitude about anything. People can change. If they can't, you cut them out of your life. Things will get better if you work towards it. And just life will keep moving on. And you're going to be in a different place in three years. Yeah, it's so true. It's not worth it. I'm realizing that more and more now as I grow up that it's just, it's not worth it to put yourself through 
feeling terrible all the time when there's so many other things going on. And like you said, like it's so much is going to change whether you like it or not. So like dwelling on that one moment that's terrible is just not even worth it. Exactly. How did all of this set with your family? What was what was that like? Did it go well? Was it confusing for them? How did that all go? So obviously I lived 1200 miles away from my family. And ultimately, you know, I told them via, you know, phone and internet, I've, I've already come out to them as non-binary a while ago. So this wasn't, I don't think it was that much of a stretch for them. Mm -hmm. Um, they took it. Okay. I guess the first person I told was my grandmother. And the first thing she asked me was, are you and Carney still getting married in May? And I was like, yeah, grandma, we're still getting married. And then she was like, okay, I love you. Uh, what? Yeah. So that, that was my grandma. The next person I told were two of my sisters. Cause like I said, I have like five little sisters. And the first thing they asked me was, are you a pretty boy? Or can we have all of your makeup? <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, bitch, I'm fabulous. You can't have any of this shit. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm a man, but I still like makeup and I still like dresses and I still like skirts. Yeah, I, just, I totally get that. You know, <laughs> fashion and makeup and things that make you feel good like that have zero relation to anything about your gender or sexuality absolutely so i'm keeping it um when i told my dad i sent him a picture like a card a picture like a screenshot of a card that says surprise i'm a boy and then he said and i quote okay that's it yeah he just said okay and i was like i sent him another text and i was like i love you and he and he was like love you too but that's my dad he's he's fine with it He's good now. My dad is a man of few words. He's an ex-Navy uh, Italian guy. But like I said, maybe next time I go home for the holidays, there would be some problems. But as far as I know right now, they're fine. I kind of I had a feeling, I don't know why, for some reason, that like pretty much everything was probably fine with your family. I don't know why I thought that that was probably what it was, but... Like maybe just because of your personality, like I feel like that might that's like slightly an extension of your family. And so that's good. But I was I was kind of worried about my dad because he's one of those don't take away my guns and I voted for Donald Trump. He's one of those people. Uh, okay. And you know, like I said, maybe they are calling me still like a woman behind my back and I don't know about it because they live twelve hundred miles away. But yeah. As of right now. Things are okay. That's good. Yeah, it's you have you're you have so much support, which makes me really happy. And I ha I will say I'll admit openly that I am still guilty of remembering from when we first met, and I didn't know the I just and it's not an excuse, obviously. Obviously, that I didn't know, and now that I know, I. I not only obviously I care about not offending you because you're my friend, <laughs> but it's important to me to to respect your journey and to see you as the sexy man that you are. So you were <laughs> that green hair was like as soon as I saw that green hair, I was like, damn, I know. Right. Isn't it so good? 
It's literally so good. I and it's like the best green too. Like it's so nice. <laughs> I don't know how I'm ever gonna do another color. Just like your email, and you didn't know that the green hair was gonna be so popular. <laughs> no, it's just so funny. And then <laughs> I know this is supposed to be about gender, but I really think just respecting people and their invisible battles can just be applied to a lot of things. So just absolutely, just like you shouldn't assume people's genders. You shouldn't assume that somebody's parking in the handicapped spot and they're walking just fine, that they're not handicapped. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. Don't yell at that person. Like, you don't know if the person waiting in line has an invisible illness and they're just, you know, about to have a meltdown. You just, please just be nice to people. Like, goddamn. Yeah, that's, re- I'm glad that you said that. Like, just, that's really important. And I really appreciate you voicing that because I agree. Um, it's the invisible illnesses are very, very tough and just not like literally the concept of just you have no idea what that person is going through is is very important. And I try I try really hard to do that every day because I know that I I would like people to think that about me because you, you really just never know. You never know what somebody's going through. Exactly. So you should just. Try to do some good shit on this earth while you're here. Like every month I do a different charity with my work. Every two months I donate blood because they say that's how often you should be able to donate blood. Like do some good shit. God, pet some puppies. So do you have any advice um, for anyone that might be going through a similar journey um, that you are uh, that you're going through? I, I guess I do. Um, say it to yourself out loud. Don't just think it like, look at yourself in the mirror, you know, stand naked in front of your mirror and just say the things that you're thinking. No negative things. Okay. You're not picking at your fat and you're not saying that your hair isn't, you know, fluffy enough today. You're just talking about your gender and if you feel okay in your body, the way that it is or not, it's not about weight loss. It's not about, you know, exercising it's just do you feel like you're in your correct body and mind and just say it out loud and for a long time people are going to you know once you come out call you the correct pronouns but you're still going to see it in their eyes that they don't think that you are that gender they're just training themselves to say the right thing not to offend you but eventually the two things will connect they'll call you the right thing Mm -hmm. And they'll think the right thing. And you just have to, you just have to keep on keeping on on, until that day. It'll get better. I promise. And if it doesn't, I guess I'm here to talk to you. You can talk to me anytime. If you're worried about anybody's, you know, reaction, just make sure you have a support system first. Like I've got Carney and... I was nervous about coming out to everybody at work, but, you know, I had support from Carney, so I did. And now I have support from everybody at work. So I came out to my family because I've got support from everybody at work and from Carney. And, you know, hopefully now I have support from my family. So it makes it a lot easier to go about my day-to-day routines, knowing that I have all these people, uh, you know, my Instagram friends included, like I have everyone's support and it just makes it so much easier. And if you don't have anybody that supports you, please just know that I support you and that you're valid. That's so good. 
You're such a good. I love you. <laughs> I, really, I don't. I don't know what to say. I'm really bad at this. I've never been like interviewed before, and I was on TV. All right. Really? For what? Oh, like, dude, my first week here in Texas, I was on. Oh, I was yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on Good Morning Texas, and people still. That was like a month ago. They still recognize me when I'm walking around and they're like, hey, you're the kid from Good Morning Texas. Or they'll be like, hey, you're the girl from Good Morning Texas. And I was like, actually, I'm a man, but thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, I'm a man. Yeah, I've had people ask me for my autograph just walking around. It, it felt really good. Thank you so much for talking about this. Even though I'm friends with you and we talk often Every time I talk to you about this or just anything in general, it's always so eye-opening and so informative. And I really appreciate you doing this with me because I feel like you, your journey is amazing and you are amazing. And I'm so glad that we got to talk. Thanks. It, it feels good to talk about it in uh, like this, I guess, and not just an on the fly, I have to educate you in three seconds because you misgendered me at the supermarket kind of deal. It feels good to talk about it. And people are possibly going to listen to this all the way through and, and, and learn something about maybe themselves or somebody else. Yeah, or I think especially too, they're gonna, they will feel like they have somebody that they can that they can go to. Do you want to tell people where they can find you? Uh, so my Instagram, my main Instagram, my only Instagram is sugar sews. Um, I also have a Tumblr by the same name. I also have a Tumblr as sugar plum toaster. <laughs> and I guess those are the main ways to contact me. And anytime I'm always here to talk, I love talking to people and I love making new friends and if you talk to me every day, you know, you're probably just going to end up being my friend anyway. That's true. That's exactly how it happened. I will never forget being like, Steven Universe. And you're like, Steven Universe. And then I was like, oh, I'm coming to Disney again. Let's hang out. And then now, look at us now. Look at us now. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you were able to take something really valuable from this episode. Maybe this is your first exposure to the intricacies of the concept of transgender, or maybe you might just take the time in your life now to not be so quick to gender somebody. I know I have made a lot of changes when it comes to that, and it feels really good. It feels good to be informed. It feels good to know what's going on. Um, and it just feels good to respect people and to love people the way that they want to be loved. I cannot thank Sugar enough for being a part of this episode. He's such a good friend to me and has supported me in who knows from the beginning. But most importantly, he shared so many amazing things about his journey on this episode. And I'm just so grateful to have had him talk about that on the show. You can find more episodes of Who Knows on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. This podcast is hosted and produced by me, Taylor Dankovich, edited and co-produced by Maria Wortel. Our music this week is by Colin Nance and Chris Williams. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can send an email to podcastwhoknows at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We are always taking suggestions about things to talk about on the show. Uh, we want to talk about everything, so let us know what you want to hear about. We also have an Instagram page, which is at who knows podcast. Um, that'll be a really good place to find out about what our next episodes are going to be and other updates we might want to send out there. We are also on Facebook now. 
Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Who Knows with a question mark. Thanks again for listening. Who knows who's out there, but you rock and I love you. Thank you so much. You'll open a box and a giant cardboard cutout of me will come out and give and put its cardboard arms around you. Please give me a cardboard cutout of yourself. I will keep it in my office. You'll be my personal uh, assistant. Oh my god! Face onto one of my dress forms. Oh my gosh, that would be <laughs> crazy.